that um we have like a well a five-day worship thingy that we do every around christmas time and uh i always sing that song and when it gets to the part where it says there will be justice all will be new your name forever faithful and true i keep repeating it there will be justice all will be new your name forever faithful and true and I just go on. I'm like, get this, people. Is anybody else on justice around here? Hope you're having a great day. I got so much to share with you guys. So buckle up. Uh, I am Red Pill the World, and we're going to have fun today. We look at the Q posts, and we look at what's happening in the world in the light of God's word. And boy, howdy, do we have a lot of great things. I, here's my book, my new cover, my new title. QAnon and a thousand years of peace. If you haven't gotten yours, you might want to check it out. Um, and just, I'm really so thankful that y'all twisted my arm to write this book because it's there recorded. And someone was saying, you know, it's it's kind of a recording of what we've been through. Also, it's um, it's it's what's happening in our world right now. It's a snapshot in time of what's going on and uh, what we're experiencing. I mean, it's just so so amazing that we. Ever since the sign of the Son of Man, we've seen so much. If you're not aware of the QAnon, it's, we've got 90,000 sealed indictments. I still talk to people who don't even know. I'm like, I can't believe you don't know this. 90,000 sealed indictments that will be released and unsealed soon. I don't know when, but it's it, the tables have turned, as our wonderful president has said. Um, and then over, what, 8,000 or so. On QMAP.pub, you'll see that over 8,000 CEOs have resigned since the sign of the Son of Man, September 23rd, 2017. Um, that's in the book. And it, you can also look at it online. Here's here's a here's a picture of it. Oops, that's not what I wanted to show. What I wanted to do. <laughs> um, you will see this. I think that's a really cool picture. This is that stone. Isn't that cool? We're going to talk a little bit about the stone today. I found more, more information for you. That stone that is crushing all the other kingdoms, that Babylonian kingdom, the Mede and Persian is the arms of... Greek empire there in the Roman empire and they're all getting crushed to crumbles and we're going to have this beautiful kingdom where there's not going to be wars there's going to be peace there's going to be justice just like the song says there will be justice all will be new your name forever faithful and true I'm so excited um something's going on in our town I'm going to tell you about here in just a second oh my goodness this is this verse came to mind today if I find 10 righteous within the city uh then I will spare the city I misspelled the <laughs> then anyway 10 if you could find 10 in Sodom and Gomorrah he would have spared the city and if you are familiar in second Peter um he talked about Peter talked about Lot he was vexed are you vexed are you vexed about the things that have gone on in our country, the spying on us, the spying on our president, 
the hurting of children, the, the drugs, the cancer, the, I mean, just on the, the, the theft, the, the lies, the corruption, on and on and on. God delivered a lot, and he's going to deliver us that are vexed. And I'm thinking, I misspelled vexed, too. Oh, my goodness. I think vexed has two X's. <laughs> my spelling, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Anyway, but we're vexed. We're, what is the word? It says that in, in another version, it says, what, what another, vexed is like um, horrified, uh, just oppressed, you know, so angry, right, with the filthy conduct of the wicked. So I'm going to tell you real quick that story because the Lord was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But he said, I won't do it if I can find 10 people who are righteous. And that is why it's so important that we are clean. We have clean hands and a pure heart. And that we, if, if there's any sin in us, we need to get rid of it and say, Lord, I repent of that. I turn to you. And I'm like, okay, I'm walking in your ways because he needs 10 in a city so i don't know how much that equates to in america and in the world but i'm thinking it's probably like that 144,000 that we are on the front lines and we can hear from him one of the kids was asking me well how do you hear god's voice and they said it would be great if god just spoke audibly to you i said well that's what he has his word for he has written his word so we we can read his word what he wants us to know and First, start with that. And then when you get that done, then you can ask him to actually speak audibly to you. I said, but this is the thing. When we walk with him and we walk in, in, a, in a, that uh, submissive, repentant, uh, uh, devoted uh, life with him, we hear him, what he wants us to do. And the way it works with me is that I can't do anything else but what he says. When he puts something on my heart, there's nothing to do but do it. That's just all there is to it. He's not going to give me a minute's peace until I do, right? And not that I'm fighting him, but I know when something is like, yep, this is what I've got to do. And it's, a lot of times it's not something that I'm, you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit of courage and a little bit of oomph, whatever, <laughs> gumption. All right, so this was what, okay, so the Lord came to see um, this, this, the angel of the Lord, which I think is the pre-incarnate Christ. He came to see Abraham, okay? And Abraham is living in a tent, in the wilderness, nothing fancy, nothing fancy. So if you have very, very uh, common dwellings, then you are right in company, good company with Abraham. The Bible says that of whom the world was not worthy. Uh, uh, the world was not worthy of Abraham. And so look what the Lord says. Um, you're about to leave. And they'd had dinner and they'd said, you know, or, or a snack or whatever. <laughs> and uh, they told Sarah that she was going to have a baby and she laughs and all that. And so when the men got up to leave, they looked over out over Sodom and Abraham walked along with them to see them off. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? I love that verse. The Lord has not hidden from us what he is doing. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Are you guys thankful? He's told us what he's doing in this day. And I'm so thankful that he has confided in us what he's doing and that we have listened and, and heard his voice, heard his, him speaking to us in our spirit. And uh, we know he's doing something amazing in our day. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and through him, all the nations of the earth will be blessed for I have chosen him so that he will command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just in order that the Lord may be, may bring upon Abraham what he has promised. Then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great because their sin is so grievous. I've heard stories that people would go in there trying to sell their wares and they would, they would 
many wouldn't come out with their lives. I mean, the, it was just bad. It was bad. It's like dealing with this new world order, okay? I will go down to see if their actions fully justify the outcry that has reached me. If not, I'll find out. Of course, the Lord knows everything. The two men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That is the Lord of heaven and earth. Abraham stepped forward and said, will you really sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare it in place for the sake of the 50 righteous ones who are there? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous and with the wicked, so that the righteous and the wicked are treated alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of the earth do what is right? So the Lord replied, if I find 50 righteous ones within the city on their account, I will spare the whole place. 50 people. And there's a big, big city. It's two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. So, yeah, if I find 50. So this is the thing. Abraham was not involved in what was going on down there. He's, you know, in his tent, and he's at peace with his wife and doing his thing, and, and he's, he doesn't see all the evil that's going on. The Lord sees the evil that's going on. He hears the cries of the people praying. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, what has awakened us is when we've seen the evil that we've, that we've heard, read about, watched videos about on the children and all of that. We've, we've learned about what they've done all over the world and the, the Federal Reserve. And, you know, that has awakened us to go, we've got to fight. And we're, we're not going to fight the Lord when he's trying to bring judgment. We want to work in concert with them. And that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about here in a minute about what's going on in my town right now. There are people going, oh, well, you know, maybe this isn't true. Well, you need to wake up and smell the coffee. This is going on and it needs to be rooted out. And you don't need to try to hide because the people in power want to hide things and let just the status quo, just everything go along like it has been before. Um, so people are loath, as Thomas Jefferson said, they're loath to deal with things. They don't want to. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh, 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 gumption, whatever, to, to, to stand up and, and do something about, about these evil things. Barb, okay, so the Lord replied, um, I'm sorry, Abraham answered, now that I have ventured to speak to the Lord, Oh, I'm the dust and ashes. Suppose the 50 righteous ones like five. Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of the five? So they say there's 45. Will you destroy the city? He replied, if I find 45 there, I will not destroy it. Once again, Abraham spoke to the Lord. So he's saying I'm dust and ashes. In other words, I know I'm, I don't deserve to ask you such a thing. I am just a human. I, you know, you can zap me <laughs> in a minute. And that's the way we are when we pray. When we pray for people, you know, None of us deserves any of God's grace. We don't deserve to go and speak to him. And he, it's all of his grace that he allows us to speak to him and that he gives us an audience. But Abraham is, you know, he's recognizing that, but he still asks. The Lord has told us that we can ask and that we'll receive and to be bold. He says you can boldly come before the throne of grace, that you might find grace and help in time of need. I think that's First John in chapter 5. Um, as boldly is a pretty amazing thing to think we're coming boldly before the Lord of heaven and earth. He answered, um, once again, Abraham spoke to the Lord, suppose 40 are found. He answered, on account of the 40, I will not do it. Then Abraham said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak further. Suppose 30 are found. He answered, if I find 30, I will not do it. I'm telling you, because I'm thinking, uh, Abraham knew this was not a good place. He knew it was going to kind of be hard. He's thinking about how am I going to scare up 30 people who are righteous 
And the thing is, these 30 people are going to have to speak out. Righteous in the sense of they have to speak out. Not just be in a closet being righteous. They have to be willing to stand up and be counted. That's a whole nother thing, right? Ah, the answer is, okay, if I find 30 there, I will not do it. And Abraham said, now that I've ventured to speak to the Lord, suppose 20 are found. Since we're already having this conversation, I'll just go ahead and push it. Suppose that. Um, and the Lord said, on account of the 20, I will not destroy it. Finally, Abraham said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. Just one more time, just one. Suppose 10 are found there. And he answered, on account of the 10, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he departed and Abraham returned home. So we don't have to worry about the Lord being righteous or patient. Not at all. We know that he very, very much is. And um, yeah, I was uh, wanting to bring this up because we are vexed and we are uh, wanting to make sure that righteousness is done and working alongside riding alongside our Lord in this battle, like the 144,000. So I wanted you to see that you may not have known that this uh, came out. I want you to Today, we announced the first ever drug trafficking charges against a pharmaceutical company and two of its executives for illegally distributing prescription drugs that help fuel the opioid epidemic. Rochester Drug Cooperative, or RDC, is one of the nation's largest drug distributors. From 2012 to 2017, it shipped tens of millions of highly addictive oxycodone pills and fentanyl products to pharmacies that it knew were illegally dispensing narcotics. RDC's former CEO, Lauren Staub, is charged with conspiring to distribute oxycodone and fentanyl and with conspiring to defraud the DEA. Dowd led RDC during the entire period of the charged conspiracy and as alleged, personally directed. Okay, I want you, before you, before I take the screen off, I want you to understand this man right here, this man right here is a murderer, okay? That's what this is. Fentanyl is where you give someone something and they immediately get hooked on it and they die, okay? Maybe two or three years, but they are going to be dead because this is so highly, highly addictive. I know this. I have family who had a surgery, got hooked on this stuff, and is dead. Okay? This person is a murderer. And profited from much of its criminal activity. The issue of uh, opioids is a serious problem in this country. I can't bear to listen to this guy. I'll put the link below. He's basically saying that, oh, this man was railroaded. Yeah, you're, you're crying now? I don't want to see. I don't want to see the crying, okay? I don't want to see that. You are going to prison and maybe worse. And we are going to have justice. And these, it's, you know, oh, you don't know about the fentanyl. This is a great video. I'll, put, I'll link this below. It's horrible. It's horrible, but it will wake you up to what's going on. So we don't want to be like Abraham where we don't really know what's going on. Watch the video. So, and I know you guys do to see what is really going on and the lives that are just ruined, absolutely destroyed over the opioids and the fentanyl. Okay. All right. So then you might not be aware of this either. If you want to get, okay. If you want to be vexed, I'm here to vex you today. I'm here to vex you. The Girl Scouts and Planned Parenthood. Guess what the cookies go to pay for? You got it. 
Planned Parenthood and abortions. I sold many a cookie in my day, little did I know. Little, little do the people know who are doing this. I'll put the link to this below also so you can watch that. That was a new little uh, factoid I stumbled upon that the Lord had me stumble upon. So this is uh, just a little thing. We were talking the other day, and I haven't really talked about the Merovingians and the Carolingians. Basically, the true line of Judah goes through the Merovingians. They're called the long-haired kings like Samson, okay? The judges and the rulers, and they were <laughs> kind of like our president. Does anybody find it funny that he's got longer hair than just about anybody you're ever going to see in, in you know, politics or even just about anywhere? I mean, you've got a few that have long hair, but, you know, for someone like him, it's, it's funny that he has such long hair. He's a long-haired king. He's a, I feel sure he's a Merovingian. Now, I haven't traced that back, but I feel sure. So he's certainly not a Carolingian. The Carolingians were usurpers. They took over, and Macron is a Carolingian and all that. And I just find it funny. On the Matrix movie, they uh, this whole scene, let me, I'll fast forward it to this guy. This, I don't know if you, if you remember seeing this movie with this guy, this dude. Um, he is the Merovingian and they're making him out to be the villain. Let me see if I can get it to go. Ah, come on. You from me. We that guy they call the Merovingian, but he is an absolute creep. So they're using this name because they know, and we know have you ever heard of this in school? 99.9% you know, .9 of the people have probably never heard of Merovingian. And I have no clue as to what, what they are and who's the good guys and the bad guys and most of that. So they're using this to seed our minds to go, oh, the Merovingian is bad, okay? It's not going to work. You know, that's their little, their little attempt, their pitiful attempt. All right, so I wanted you to be aware of that. Um, yeah, so I'll tell you guys what's going on in my little town and I'm, that I'm vexed about, and I've been vexed, and um, turns out the youth have told me that someone at the school was doing bad things with the, with the dancers. This is the band director and the dancers, and a video passed all around the school probably a hundred kids saw, students saw this video, and it's horrific. You couldn't identify faces, let's just put it that way. And yeah, and so it's like, what do you do? Because I live in a very small town and everybody's their little buddies, and I'm like, what's going on here? This is no bueno, this, we can't, we can't, we can't, this is not buddy time. I'm not going to go into detail on what's going on in the video because some people that I know locally watch my channel, but he thanked the Lord. He was recently arrested and uh, there will be justice. There'll be justice. All will be new. And uh, this is going to be settled out. And whoever was involved with any cover up is going to have justice also. And uh, we're going to have a day. You know, this is the thing when we pray, this, these things get exposed. He says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. I'm thankful. And I've been praying fervently for years for whatever is at the root of the evil in our, in our city 
because we have a sin sick city and that it would be exposed and rooted out. And uh, this is the day. I ask you to pray with me for my little town. The Lord has placed me in a little town that I'm thinking there are probably just a handful, a hundred little towns like this across America. Very big issues here. Um, lots of issues. The Lord has placed me here for a reason, and this needs to be cured and rooted out. I'm sure other towns too, just like this one of the, you know, I'm thinking 100 in this case. We're, we're third from the bottom in the schools in Texas. Let's just put it that way. And it's because of the this, this sin sickness in our town. And, and it's become normal. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to be normal anymore for, for the type of dancing, the type of activities, the type of covering up, the type of uh, uh, what is they think is acceptable. It has just sunk and sunk and sunk to where they think this is acceptable and it is it is not and uh, just pray with me for this and that the DA will will get the information that he needs and uh, that it will all get rooted out find it very interesting that the Houston mayor is also in hot water and uh, Q said that May was going to be a very good month and I think that that uh, the Kingdom of Christ has come to our town. The millennial reign, the um, the cleansing has come to our town, which I'm very thankful for. Um, a lot of people don't want to accept it, but it's uh, it's going to have. They're going to have to wake up and smell the coffee. Just pray that they will wake up, and the people will stand up and say, "We, you know, everything. Oh, you shouldn't. You know, before he's guilty, the man was arrested. There's something going on." wake up wake up wake up i know kids who saw a video wake up and yes i know we've got to go through the process that's fine but let's not just go oh well he's i'm sure he's innocent no 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 no. there's something going on and wake up all right so because that's the same same thing we're trying to do on a national level but that has come to my town thank you lord so this is um if you remember jonah and he was uh, told by the Lord to go to Nineveh. And Nineveh, again, I liken it to the New World Order. Same kinds of evil. I read, uh, where was it? I'll have to put the link below about this. I read some of the evil things that they did. It may have been in that book that my dog chewed up. The, uh, the, uh, the Assyrian tablets. Yeah, I think that was it. Where when, when the northern tribes were hauled up into Assyria, that it was awful the what what these people did i mean they were so uh demonic in the thing and how they would torture people and you know ruthless absolutely ruthless and they had no uh you know charter of this you know what's fair in war or anything like that they i mean it was the most hideous demonic evil Ever you can imagine you can't even imagine and when I was reading I was like oh this is why Jonah hated the people of Nineveh so much and he's like nope I'm not going to Nineveh I'm going the opposite way and if you remember no Nineveh I'm sorry Jonah was headed out to 
he was going to get on a ship and he was headed out. Well, he was headed to now what's modern day Spain. A lot of times we think, oh, well, they didn't know about that. Oh, no, people lived in Spain. They lived all the way in the British Isles. They lived there uh, at that point, okay, during this day. So it was, you know, sometimes we just think, oh, well, everyone just lived in this one little pocket right over here. No, they had spread out already, okay? So the um, but listen to this overthrow of Nineveh. And instead of thinking of Nineveh, which those were the ones who were, who were, you know, who had taken the, 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 ten, the ten tribes of Israel. So look at, listen to this and think of how this destruction and overthrow of Nineveh is really a, a sim symbolically the overthrow of the new world order. The one who scatters has come against you. Man, the fortress, watch the road, strengthen your back, summon all your strength, for the Lord will restore the splendor of Jacob, like the splendor of Israel, even though devastators have devastated them and destroyed their vine branches. The shields of his mighty men are colored red. The warriors are dressed in scarlet. The chariots are enveloped in flashing steel. When he is prepared to march, all the cypress spears are brandished. The chariots race madly in the streets. They run wild, rush wildly in the squares. Their appearance is like torches. They dash to and fro like lightning flashes. He remembers his nobles. They stumble in their march. They hurry up the her wall, and the mantlet is set up. The gates of the rivers are open, and the palace is dissolved. It is fixed. She is stripped. She is carried away, and her handmaids are moaning like the sounding of sound of doves beating on their breasts though Nineveh was like a pool of water through her throughout her days now they are fleeing stop stop but no one turns back plunder the silver plunder the gold for there is no limit to the treasure wealth from every kind of desirable object she is empty she is desolate and waste Hearts are melting and knees knocking. Also, Janguish is in the whole body, and all their faces are grown pale. Where is the den of the lions and the feeding place of the young lions, where the lion, lioness and lion's cub prowl with nothing to disturb them? The lion forth enough for his cubs, killed enough for his lionesses, and filled his lairs with prey and his dens with torn flesh. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts. I will burn up her chariots in smoke. A sword will devour her, your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the land and no longer will the voice of messengers be heard. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is what's happening to the new world order. This is what's happening. The Lord is against them. Woe to the bloody city. We know they're so bloody. They're so evil. They're anyway, oh, completely full of lies and pillage. Her prey never departs. The noise of the whip, the noise of the rattling of the wheel, galloping horses and bounding chariots, horsemen charging, swords flashing, spears gleaming, many slain, a mass of corpses and countless dead bodies. They stumble over the dead bodies, all because of the many harlotries of the harlot. Become the charming one, that's mystery, mistress of sorceries, who sell nations by her harlotries and families by her sorceries. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will lift up your skirts over your face and show to the nations your nakedness and to the kingdoms your disgrace, and I will throw filth on you and make you vile and set you up as a spectacle, and it will come about that all who see you will shrink from you and say, Nineveh is devastated. The new world order is devastated. Who will grieve for her? Where will I seek comforters for you? Nobody, nobody. As Q has said, there will be a day when they will not be able to walk the streets. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. And he's going to put them in utter shame and humiliation. So just so you know, on this situation that happened in my city, this person was arrested. Okay, so he left town when this all came out. He left town. I saw him on Facebook. He's laughing and thinking, this is funny. Because he knows he's in with all the people that he can cover it up. And so then, then he, um, he comes back. He has the gall. And he's not ashamed at all to go to the Cinco de Mayo festival. And he's just over there having a big old time, like nothing's happening because he has, you know, pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. He just thinks everything's going to be a okay. And so then the next morning he is arrested. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was so thankful when I heard the news. I was so, so thankful. So, so thankful. And uh, he's out. My, uh, some, a friend of mine actually saw him go into a store, saw a police officer right there also, a, a, a police car. And uh, she said he came out of that store with his head down. I think that he realizes it's over. He, he is in utter disgrace and utter shame. And I think he realizes now he is messed up. He's messed up and he's going to do some serious time. And likely many will go down with him. I pray that uh, many will be exposed through this. Anyone who's been doing evil, as I always pray, Lord, if there's anyone doing evil, remove them this day in Jesus' name. I can't tell you how many times I have prayed that at every level, that we need people in positions of authority who are godly, who will do his bidding only. Only, only, and uh, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear that, oh, grace and mercy. No, have mercy on us and my, the kids at our school. Can we do that? Why do we always want to have grace and mercy on the people who are committing crimes against children? No, 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 no. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on the children. Have mercy on this country. Have mercy on the people who are following, who are obeying the law. Okay, I have something very weird to tell y'all. Okay, I guess I've told you a lot of weird things, so that's probably not going to be too unusual, but this one's kind of unusual. Okay, so when um, the, the tribe, 10 tribes of Israel were hauled off by Assyria into this area between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, they were called Gemara. They changed their names. They don't want them to think about going back home. You know, they want them to forget who they are and which that had, did happen. And they were called Gimera or Gimera, whatever, Gimera. And they also also named it, so it said Gimera with the C, okay? And so here is, uh, this is where they lived. So just, you know, they came from down here and now they're in this, this these two areas right here. Kind of this buffers. So you've, you've got, I think that, you know, the Syrians would live right here in the middle. And then the they had the, the people of, you know, the Israelites live here and here to be buffers for if any bad guys tried to attack. Okay. So, because they already had the, natu the natural mountains up in the north. So they were protected on this way. And then they had the river Euphrates. So it was hard for them to get across the river. But, you know, this would protect them from invading masses from, you know, what's Asia Minor or all uh, from the east. So here is it's what it says on Wikipedia about 
Chimerians, Chimerians, whatever, they had it with, with a K, with a C, with a G, you know, they, they you know, had various spellings, you know, depending on what, you know, where the Greek is with the K. Um, they're, they're saying it's a nomadic Indo-European people. Basically, though, it's, it's the Israelites, okay? They don't want to say that, but that's who it is. People probably originating in the, whatever, the Pontic Steppe and invading, invading by means of the Caucasus, the mountains. They are likely to be those who, in 714 BC, assaulted Urartu, a state in northeastern Anatolia, subject to the Neo-Assyrian Empire. They were defeated by Assyrian forces under Sargon II in 705 and turned towards Anatolia, which is Turkey, okay, conquering Phrygia. So that's happening in the future. Uh, but at, the, at this point, they were... They were under the authority of rule of the Assyrian forces under Sargon II, okay? And this is Chimerians, Chimerians, Gimmerans, whatever, Gimmerians, okay? And something that, well, that's weird. So they treat these people as if they're just animals. So has anyone heard that word? Have you heard that word at all? Okay, y'all get ready because this is gross. But this this is what Q has already told us. They've done science experiments on experiments on people, and they have that movie, the uh, the island of Doctor Moreau, Doctor Moreau, uh, M O R E A U, the island of Doctor Moreau, and they, you know, they this is what they think is funny. They think it's great, and as they talked about in um, the Nazis, how they wanted to, you know, have a perfect race and they wanted to you know everybody else was just a, a rat okay and so this is what they do and this is likely what you know cues like you will not have to know this if you don't want to know you know you'll have the freedom to, to decide if you want to know so but that they have done this to people that they have done science experiments and likely they have people that they have turned you know I think a lot of people who are born with these malformations it's intentional that's so awful to think of, and that this is what they've done underground to people. As you heard, probably that Barbara Bush had a test tube. It's, it's just vile. It's just, it is demonic, no doubt. And so this is so terrible. And then I wanted you to think about this. You know how on the on the phones, I don't know if they still have it on phones. I never did it. But, you know, the, uh, for a while there, all I saw was the kids having these little ears, and they're always, think, and they always have, they put a unicorn or they put, a, put ears on and all in the pictures, and they wear little ears. They're trying to make us think, well, you're animals. And trying to normalize this, okay? Normalizing it. Oh, see, this is great. This is this is fun. Isn't this fun? It's sick from the pits of hell. Because they, well, if you're an animal, and this is on, doc, on the island of Dr. Moreau, that they end up fighting back. But it's like, well, if you're an animal, then I can treat you any way I want to. You see the, the, the logic. Okay, so I wanted to share that with you. Because, okay, there you go. That's what the people were called, Gemara. And it's the same thing as Chimera that they're doing. It's a half man, half half animal. Okay. So now um, back to our story. I've got so many really cool other things to share with you. This lady has done all this research on Zara of the red thread. Remember the flag with the red hand. And this is where it's moving toward. Uh, it, it, this was a, um, a throne in the British Isles that this line of uh, Judah was ruling from, okay? And so she, I want you to hear her. She's really, and you might want to get, get in this book. The Voice of the Stone Kingdom is a complicated story 
covering the late Bronze Age to the Christian era. Who was Zerah of the Red Thread? How did he get his name and his title? What was his role in ancient history and why didn't we ever hear of him? Why was he on royal genealogical charts in Ireland and in Britain and in Europe? These questions became the focus of 25 years of research on ancient British and Mediterranean history. Judah, one of the 12... I want you to see that. Okay, so this is a great book that she's put out. I, I haven't gotten it yet. I don't even know where you can get it. I guess it's on Amazon. Um, so here are the 12 tribes of, of uh, Israel. And so with Judah, he had twins, Zara and Perez. Okay, Perez, the way you can remember it is the last is Zara. Okay, so he was the last one to be born, the last letter. Okay, so that's the way I can remember it. Perez, Zara. I kind of put it together, Perez, Zara. It's not going to help for me to remember these words, but Perez ruled in Judah. That was through Zedekiah. He was the last king of the Perez uh, uh, line in ruling from Judah. And then Zara had moved to the British Isles. Okay, they were there. So the Lord had this all planned out. And then Joseph, had Manasseh and Ephraim. So he had two, they weren't twins, but they were two boys, and that um, they were given a double portion of the blessing. So when you count the 12 tribes, um, they are, you don't see Joseph in there, but you see Manasseh and Ephraim. You don't see Levi, uh, Levites because they had a special job as the ministers, and, and so they were, they had a different job. All right, so I want you to see that, so what we're gonna be talking about here. Tribes of Israel had two twin boys. One of them almost birthed first. He put his little hand outside the birth canal and they wrapped a red silk thread around it so they'd know that he was the birthright child. Miraculously, he was not born first, but his brother Ferris, which gave him the title of birthright child. Sarah, for the rest of his life, would have to live somewhere else and rule somewhere else wherever his brother did not rule. As a royal prince of Judah, Zerah had a right to rule somewhere, but he could only rule outside of Israel. And so Zerah and all his many families left Egypt about 200 years before the time of Moses. In Egypt, Zerah was only mentioned one or two times and then in a census record. And then he disappears off of every record that is kept by the Old Testament. The quest for me was so where did he go? What did he do? Zerah's family became kings in Ireland, Britain, Scotland, and Denmark. They've also populated most of what we know as Scandinavia. Spain, which was Iberia at the time. Greece, they were the kings of Troy. Athens, Tuscany, then the first kings of Rome. Austria, Lebanon, and all the islands of the Mediterranean from Crete on. So the Lion of Judah and the Unicorn of Ephraim are the crest of Great Britain. Ephraim came in as Scythians. Everyone had their name changed. Everything written about Western history will have to be questioned because we were all told that Western civilization started with the classical Greeks and the Romans, when in fact, they were the last ones to come in and be the real founders of Western civilization. Isn't that great? I'm so thankful that she has done all this research. 
this is really super great. Um, so I wanted to read to you. Well, here, here's the, here's the Royal lines. Okay. Um, and I know it's small. Let's see if I can get, okay, there it is. Okay. I can get a little bit bigger. Okay. So the Royal line of Zara and Ferris. Okay. So Ferris went through David, King David, and then his, um, Solomon. Okay. And then Zedekiah is right here. When Zedekiah's, you know, sons were killed. It continued on through Tia Tepe, like I was telling you before, through the kings of Ireland. If you didn't see this video already, go back to the last one and you'll still learn all about, uh, you know, not all about it because it's going to take a long time to catch up with this because it's been hidden from us. There's so much that's been hidden from us. It's just like every day you find some another lie. <laughs> when will we get to the bottom of the lies? Um, so the kings of Ireland, as she was saying, and all these kings throughout um, throughout Europe. Okay, so, uh, but anyway, we'll talk about those on the other side. But yeah, so Ireland and the kings of Scotland, those are coming from the Ferris line, okay? And then you've got, there where they was, it was usurped, and then it was now the, the Royal House of Windsor with King George and Elizabeth II, which is fake, 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 okay? So let's go back to Zara. There's Zara with the scarlet cord with the, the little, you know, the, the twins, and he had the red scarlet cord on his wrist, but he wasn't ended up, he wasn't born first, okay? So uh, I'm going to tell you all that story here in just a second in case you are, you know, haven't really check that story out before it's quite the story too anyway that all the cretans like as in crete the isle of crete trojans okay um interesting with the malaysian kings end up joining it over here i guess that's that's with tia Tepe, is when you get the malaysian the um Harriman horseman i was talking about on the last video he ended up marrying tia Tepe, and so i guess that's that that's how that joined in together so he was from zara but then you've got all these other kings that Trojan and the Scandinavian. I don't even know what House of Wecta is yet. Then King of Kings of Denmark and Greece and Philip. And that's what I was telling you before that President Trump is from uh, this line with the King of Denmark, as well as this line here through the Stuarts. Okay, so he is from both lines. Amazing, amazing, and legit. Okay, so I wanted you to see. Um, The, uh, what the, rep the symbols that represent these two royal lines, the red hand of Zara, which that makes sense, okay? So that's easy to remember. And then the Lion of Judah, okay? The Lion of the tribe of Judah. So it's just an interesting lion. I, you know, I just, I don't know why they have such a strange, crazy looking lion. And I talked about that the other day that I, I don't know. It's very, very strange. I think that... They always hijack, hijack what are our good symbols, right? And uh, this just seems so much to me like the, the the feet of the bear and the and the body of a leopard and the and the mouth of a lion. Um, it's just a very strange uh, one to me that they've hijacked it. And so we know that the the monarchy owns one sixth of the wealth of the world. So they are the head of this beast. You know, it's it's that's where it's 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 coming from. And of course. The bloodlines rule that. So, all right. So I wanted to tell you this story in case you have never read this story. <laughs> Something else. I'm telling you, that, you know, the Bible does not sugarcoat things. If you've not ever, you know, really read the word, and you're probably like, what in the world is this? But um, the amazing thing is the Lord has a plan through his word, and his plan continues despite people's sin, 
this slide been messing up. So the good thing is we don't have to worry if we mess up. God's plan will stand no matter what. Isn't that great? Um, and we see, you know, with what's happening in this day, it, this, is, this is happening. And there was nothing they can do to stop it. All right. So this is a story of Judah and Tamar. Okay. So Judah has three boys. He took a, uh, he took a, a wife for his firstborn son. Okay, so let's just go, I'll read it to you. Now, Judah took a wife for her, his firstborn. Her name was Tamar. I'm sure I'm not saying these words in the way that it's right, but anyway, it's, you'll just know the story. But her, Judah's firstborn, was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord took his life. Now, we'll just say one quick thing. Parents, if you have kids who are who are disobedient to the Lord, I'm, you're in good company. You're in good company. So did Adam and Eve. You know, their firstborn was the first murderer. You know, it's, uh, there's just, you can do the best you can do. And, and it's, everybody is, has free will and they can do as they choose to do. And um, as it talks about in uh, Romans chapter nine, you know, it's not of him, but it's not of him who wills or him who runs, but of God who chose mercy. And that's why we pray because we're asking the Lord to have mercy on our kids and to to quicken their hearts and awaken them and to, to turn their hearts back to him. So we pray and we're just shut up to the mercy of God. That's all there is to it. And it's, it's up to him and it's his business. What, you know, uh, how, what he does in, in the lives of our kids. So Judah. Okay. So this guy died. He must've been a real creep. I'm thinking he really was really mean to Tamar, but Tamar was in this family Again, you see, just like with Jacob, she wanted to be in part of the blessing. She wanted this, and she was going to fight for it. And that's what I don't think many of us recognized the importance of this story was a picture of someone who will fight for that blessing. She's like, I need, I want to be in the line of the Lord. I want to be, uh, you know, my family to be the ones that bless this, the world. Okay, that's I want you to. That's the main thing I want you to get from from Tamar. And then Judah said to Onan, her his second son, "Go to into your brother's wife and perform your duty as a brother-in-law to her." Oh, I'm getting some storms here. As a brother-in-law to her and raise up offspring for your brother. Okay, so it's okay, puppies. It's okay. So, so what this is called the I think it's called the Leverett Law. L e v i r i t e the Leverett Law. So basically, they want your the, that person's line to continue, so they have children for that person. Okay, that sounds very strange to us, but this is uh, part of continuing the, the family line. Okay, so that way I think it could make sense to us. Um, so and then also that she wouldn't be left out in the cold if she wouldn't have anybody to take care of her. So she would be brought into a family. So, uh, so raise up offspring for your brother. Onan knew that the offspring would not be his. So when he went into his brother's wife, he wasted his seed on the ground in order not to give his offspring to his brother. So, so he wanted to do the, the deed with her, but not have the baby as like, okay, yeah, that's, that's not, that's not what you were. That was not why the reason you were getting to be with her. Um, but what he did was displeasing in the sight of the Lord, so he took his life. The Lord took his life. I'm telling you, when this is what this man doesn't understand. This may be the beginning of um, of mercy for him because he's been out of control, literally out of control, and he. This is his wake up call. I'm sure here in a, in a minute, especially if he gets 
10 years, like I've heard this, that he likely will get, he's going to, I'm sure, be calling on the Lord and, and asking the Lord to, you know, have mercy on him. Because before that, he would never, he was too prideful. He didn't, he didn't need the Lord, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a good thing when we're disciplined by the Lord. If we are out of control, we need him to discipline us. All right, so that's what this boy did, and he got disciplined severely. He, he's dead. So then Judah said to his daughter-in-law, Tamar, remain a widow in your father's house until my son Sheila grows up, for he thought, I'm afraid that he too may die like his brothers. So Tamar went and lived in her father's house. To, to wait. So this chick is, see, she is committed to doing what the Lord says. I'm telling you, it's amazing. She not only said, okay, well, I'll let this guy, you know, have me, the second guy that I didn't even love. And, you know, she was faithful to her first husband. She's got, she, she marries the second one. She's, you know, allow, allows this baloney to happen to her. I think they were married for a while. I mean, he never would actually consummate marriage in a true way. And so then, She's, and now she's sitting tied in her parents' house waiting for this kid to grow up. Okay, it gets worse. Now, after a considerable time, Shua's daughter, the wife of Judah, died, and with that, with the time of mourning was ended. And Judah went up to his sheep shears at Timnah, he and his friend Hira the Adulamite. It was told to Tamar, behold, your father-in-law is going to Timnah to shear his sheep. So, so she'd never gotten married to Sheila, okay? So it's, it's time that he, he won't give the son, the third, his third son, because he's afraid he'll die. So, um, behold, your father-in-law is going to Timnah to shear his sheep. So this is what she did. She made a plan, and the Lord honored her plan. This is amazing. So she removed her widow's garments and covered herself with a veil and wrapped herself and sat in the gateway of Anam, which is on the road to Timnah, where she saw that Sheila had grown up and she'd not been given him as a wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a harlot. For she had covered her face. So she, he turned aside to her by the road and said, hey, let me come into you. Oh, the Bible don't sugarcoat it, does it? For he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, what will you give me that you may come into me? He said, therefore, I will send you a young goat from the flock. So she said, moreover, will you give, what will you give as a pledge until you send the goat? He said, what pledge shall I give you? And she said, give me your seal and your cord and your staff that is in your hand. So he gave them to her and went into her and she conceived by him. She's pregnant. Finally, finally, after all this, she arose and departed and removed her veil and put on back on her widow's garments. Is this a crazy story? Raise your hands. It's a crazy story. Then Judah went, sent the young, I know you're raising him. Then Judah sent the young goat by his friend, the Dulamite, to receive the pledge from the woman's hand, receive his staff and all that stuff back. But they couldn't find her. So, so he's, he's, uh, he didn't go himself. He sent the, the Adulamite to his friend, the Adulamite, to, to, to pay for his hose services, right? He asked the men of her place, saying, where's the temple prostitute who was by the road at, at Anam? But they said, there has been no temple prostitute here. Then Judah said, let her keep them. Otherwise, we will become a laughingstock. Everybody's like, we're all, everybody's putting out a, a blast. Does anybody know where the whore is? <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, so they finally said, forget it. Just forget it. Let her keep the stuff, and we'll keep the goat. And after all, I sent this goat, but you didn't find her. I did my part. Now it was about three months later. Oh, you're going to be ticked at this. It was like three months later that Judah was informed, your daughter-in-law, Tamar, has played the harlot. And behold, she is also with child by a harlot tree. She's a harlot. Then Judah said, bring her out and let her be burned. 
Oh my gosh, I couldn't get my hand around Judah and wring his little neck. It was while she was being brought out that she sent to her father-in-law say, oh, oh, and by the way, I'm with child by the man to whom these belong. Examine these. There's a signet ring and the cords and the staff. Who, who do these belong to? Hmm. But she knew she was going to be in trouble for being pregnant. And, oh, this creep. Judah's a creep. Typical black. Anyway, so Judah recognized them and realized what she had done. She is more righteous than I, inasmuch as I did not give her to my son, Sheila, and he did not have relations with her again. It came about. So she's finally having this baby, and it's actually two babies. So the Lord gives her a double blessing for her effort to get in the line of blessing. Is this crazy? It was about at the time she was giving birth. Behold, there were twins in her womb. Moreover, it took place while she was giving birth. One put out a hand, and the midwife took it and tied a scarlet thread on his hand, saying, this one came out first. But it came about as he drew back his hand, that behold, the other brother came out. Then she said, what a breach you have made for yourself. And she named him Perez. So that means breach. So he beat the other guy out. He's like, back out. Get out of the way. I'm going through. <laughs> right? So isn't that something? This is a little baby. The Lord has this all planned out. Afterward, his brother came out who had the scarlet thread on his hand, and his name was Zero or Zara. Okay? So now you see the whole point of the red hand. It's the little second guy who made it out of Tamar. I'm telling you, quite the story. Isn't that something? And so he married Tia Tefi. So that's his, his great-great-great-grandson, Horseman, and Harriman, ended up marrying Tia Tefi. And that's how the two lines, uh, the, the two joined back together. Okay? So, so um, Tia Tefi, from the line of Judah, or of uh, Perez, okay, this one, and, and the red hand guy, Harriman, from the Zara line. Okay, is that making sense? All right, so that's how, they, that's how they got together and how they rejoined those two branches of Judah, the Pharaohs and the, the Zara line got, got together. Isn't that cool? So here is another image that I think it might be helpful. So here's Abraham. He has his son Isaac and Ishmael, and out of Ishmael come the, the Muslims, basically, okay, basically. And so then from Isaac, you get, you've got also, you've got Esau and Jacob. From Esau, a lot of the modern day people who live in Israel are not Jews. They're not Judahites. They're not from Judah. They are from Esau, from Edom. Now, there are, I'm sure there are some, but there are a lot who are from Esau, okay? And you can read these verses here if you want to, to check that out. And then Jacob's name, of course, was changed to Israel. He had all these 12 sons. You see Judah had two, the two sons, Zara and Perez, okay? Uh, where the, Zara had the kings of all throughout Europe, like that lady was talking about. And then Perez had all the kings of England with the stone of destiny that I talked about on the video the other day. So you've got all of the, you know, going from Ireland to Scotland and, and uh, all of those kings there. And then in Genesis 48, it says, um, let my name be upon them. So there are going to be a great people. And he's saying this is Manasseh, which I'm going to be doing more research on that. But I feel sure that that is true, that we have come over here. And this is a great people. Uh, uh, and that is from the Manasseh line. And Ephraim is a company of nations. So I'm going to 
pull that verse up for you to see. Genesis 35, 11. He said, your name is Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. Then, thus he called him Israel. God also said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall come from you and kings shall come forth from you. Wow. Wow. A nation and a company of nations. A nation and a company, a nation and a company of nations shall come from. So we, many, many people in Europe and in, in uh, America are Israelites. The, tribe, the lost tribe of Israel just don't know that we are. How, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. A nation and a company of nations. Isn't this something? I'm telling you, we are so blessed to live in this day to find all these things out. Now, I'm going to show you one other quick thing. When they went to Scotland, this is what you think of as Scotland, right? Isn't it beautiful? All the beautiful green, uh, I'm sorry, Ireland. And I guess Scotland too, too but this is, uh, this is what you think of in Ireland. Okay, so and I, I told you that um, in uh, Ireland there was a, a town called Tara, uh, Tara or Tara, and this is where uh, these two were joined together in marriage, Harriman and Tiatethi, and this is where it started uh, the royal line in uh, in the on the British Isles. Okay, so it started right there. Of course, we always know that the enemy is going to have to do something to try to destroy the good things that the Lord is doing. Okay, so I find this so funny when it says Tara. Who bets that Tara with the south? Uh, with, with the gone with the wind is talking about this whole you thought your line was going to do well in america oh yeah gone with the wind you think that you're gonna uh get out from under our evil rule nope gone with the wind that's not going to happen you are going to be under our rule and that's the whole thing of them destroying tara they're destroying what what um the, the trying to destroy the line of israel can't do it though can't do it, especially in this day. This is, we're going to destroy them. Isn't this something? Don't y'all bet? That's that's the whole point of Tara. And so this is where Tara is right here. But I'm going to show you how hideous. They always have to put something evil to try to counteract good. So this is what they've put on Tara. This is an Asherah pole. Okay, I don't have to tell you what that is. Okay, they put that right where Theotephi and a harriman were married where the royal line began and where it began this great nation and the great company of nations um and so they had to they have to try to disrespect it and foul it up and file you know put their vile imagery there um and that's what um you know so many of the kings would tear down these these asherah poles which they should do now i'm going to show you one other really cool thing this is on the Economist magazine. The Economist magazine had this, uh, for, I think it was 2017, quite an interesting one. I'm not going to talk about all of them. There are videos online that talk about them, and I think we, we kind of know what it is. I think this tower is where um, this middle wall of partition between Russia and the Catholic Church and the Protestant, this represents the Protestant Church, all that is getting broken down. We know that through Q, don't we? And all these things. Uh, in all the arts, all the literature, everything, we're, we're starting to realize it was a, it was a bunch of, it, you know, that there, that whole fakery is is cracked. Okay, this looks like the yellow vest in um, in Europe, 
and how they're rising up against all this uh, that they, the globalists were trying to do. I bet the stars, I bet that's about all these children, that the stars are, are falling because everyone realizes they're a bunch of you-know-whats with hurting children. Um, and all this, uh, that the vote is going to be where – with every vote, we are getting more of our freedom back, and they and they are being uh, removed. Their their puppet leaders are being removed. Um, anyway, so I think on this, they're just trying to keep us busy with um, fakery online, on videos, on music, on so. And the, the magic is to keep us so focused on something. Oh, look at the little birdie! Look at this over here! Look at this over here! So that we don't know, uh, we can't catch on what's going on. They've tried, but. Uh, they have not been successful on that. And then they have done a lot of false flags, a lot of death and destruction in order to keep us so, uh, 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 they're speaking so much of people. But I wanted to talk about this one right here with this judgment card. The, the, the Economist magazine is put out by the Rothschild. So they are in control of a lot of these things. That's why their cover of the magazine always seems like, wow, how did they know all that was going to come through? It's because they control so much of it, right? Or they have until now. And so here is our wonderful president. I'm going to show you this one a little bit closer. So look at the judgment card. You see that he is sitting on a world. And I didn't notice this until the other day, but he's actually basically sitting on the British Isles, sitting on Ireland, his throne like the throne of scone, the, the stone of scone, the throne, right, is in Scotland, in, in the, you know, that's where it is now, and that he is sitting there, even though he is ruling through America, which is the, you know, the line of Manasseh, right, and so he's holding this, which is, uh, you know, I think that's basically the eagle of America, that the, the, now the, 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 the rod that budded, the bud is America, because America is the one that has uh, used the hand of the Lord to set the whole world free. Okay. And then look at this orb. Okay. I'm going to show you what an orb normally would look like with all the other kings would hold these orbs. And so they would have a cross on the front of it, on the top of it. But this is what's so interesting about this orb that he is holding. All the other kings held an orb with the cross. And this one, interestingly enough, if I can go find it again, is it has a crown. It has a crown. Interestingly enough, it has a crown instead of a cross, as in this is no longer the day when we're going to be suffering. We are going to be ruling. How about that? I think that's what it means. And that they know that he deserves to sit on the stone, the stone of scum, the stone of destiny that we talked about. This is Jacob's pillar. If you haven't seen that video, you've got to check it out. It's really just so amazing. And that he ruled, he, he deserves to be on that because he's the Royal line from both sides, the Denmark and the Scottish side. And so, yeah, that this is a, this is a ruling of not of suffering. This is a ruling of, uh, where we are going to reign all over this world. Um, yeah, I, this was just about the Terra. Okay, I already told you about that. That was what I wanted to share with you guys today. I, as I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. I just, I'm just so thankful that we are getting to learn all these things. I'm going to show you all this one. Oh, this one. Okay, let's stop right here and let's just give him praise and um, and thanks. And just remember to pray for us in our town that this will all come out and that we will. Um, that we will have peace in our little town. I'm going to tell you one other quick thing. Don't forget to, um, let me see if I can find, yeah, like and share and subscribe. Ah, that didn't work. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Too, I'm always trying to be too fast. There we go. This, 
like and share and make, I'm sure you already are. If you're if you're still here, you probably already have liked and shared and make sure your bell is dinged and all that and share as so we can share this wonderful news and make sure to, to you know get the book or you can actually look at it um Clark, you saw this you can look at it online yeah I showed it to you you can look at it online so in case you don't want to actually get a book in, in your hand it's only 99 cents um and that's the cheapest I can get it done and you know, y'all know I'm not trying to make money. I'm just trying to get this truth out there. So however you can, you know, this is, I've tried to put it all in one little place so you can easily share it with people. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, that you are coming to rule this world and that we are going to have peace on this world, in this world. We just thank you. We thank you that you are exposing evil in all these places. Thank you, Lord. We have a new mayor who's going to audit and oh boy, we better buckle up. I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're, um, you're, uh, uh, millennial reign has come to my little town. I pray that every person will accept this truth and, and be wanting justice and, and uh, not wanting to hide their head in the sand. We pray, Lord, for every person who's fighting for truth, that you would give us courage and, and uh, strength as we as we stand up for what is right and help us to be those 10 righteous ones who will stand up and, uh, and and speak out. We pray, oh Lord, for our president, for all those who are working righteousness, and we just, just ask you to bless them. We pray that all the all the lies would come to nothing because everyone's going to realize that it, it's just a bunch of fakery. We pray that you would just awaken all the people so they will they will come out of the deception, Lord. That all this magic and the trickery will come to nothing, and very very soon we we just pray for um for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Uh, we just, we praise you, Lord, that we're going to have this beautiful, glorious day, this glorious future. And we just thank you for all this winning. We thank you for everything that you do for us and that you are, you're leading us by your spirit every day. Lord, help us to walk in your way so we can hear your voice clearly as you lead us. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. I love y'all. I'll talk to you later.